take a walk, ride, stroll, or just listen as you take hold and engage because you are now entering the Cerebral Podcast. The wordplay of the day. What is my rhyme or reason for why the Grinch is so mean? Answer. I will include both rhyme and reason for good measure of a QU court. For 53 years, he lived in a frozen fort. Solitude atrophied his heart with the lack of support. So he fed on negative energy, and that focus became his primary effort. So the Grinch became a symbol for a spoil sport. The thought of the day comes from English novelist and social critic Charles Dickens. He wrote one of the greatest stories in literary history, A Christmas Carol, in 1843. The main character, Ebenezer Scrooge, has developed into a synonym for a person that obsesses about money to the point of being stingy or unhappy. Charles Dickens said, Have a heart that never hardens, and a temper that never tires, and a touch that never hurts. Hello friends, and welcome back to The Cerebral Podcast. For new listeners, The Cerebral Podcast is me talking about my crutches as disability devices and literary devices. I also offer up personal advice to help parents, kids, and anyone else who wants to learn about my interpretation of disability engagement. I was born with spastic cerebral palsy. Spastic cerebral palsy, for me, came from being born with spinal meningitis two months prematurely in the 1970s. Spastic cerebral palsy is a movement disorder that moderately impacted my balance and coordination. The spasticity occurred because of stiff or tight or involuntary muscle movements. It primarily impacted my legs and secondarily impacted my arms and hands more mildly. I grew up in competitive schools where I was mainstreamed in the 1970s and 1980s. I was the only kid with a physical disability in school. I was sometimes forced or coerced into difficult situations because of my limited options, understandings, or lack of support. As a result, I often used my cerebral against the palsy like an oxymoron. In other words, I used my brain to work through many of my physical, environmental, and even existential challenges. Reasonable accommodation and the ADA didn't become law 
until 1990 or broadly accessible to me until I was at Marist College in New York in 1991. A reasonable accommodation is an adjustment made to make fair the same system for an individual like me based on a proven need. As a result of not readily having access to reasonable accommodation, I often used enriched environment examples to increase my own social-emotional learning. The basics of social-emotional learning now involve self-management skills and social management skills to improve self-direction and responsible decision-making. This is episode 85. Thank you for joining me today. For the month of December, I am talking about Christmas, the Christmas spirit, and changes of heart. Today, I am talking about the Grinch that stole Christmas. The children's story was a story of transformation that portrayed a bitter character who later learned about the true spirit behind Christmas. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or Rope, I am talking about the 1966 animated Grinch cartoon and the Doctor, and the Dr. Seuss rhythms of the Grinch TV special. I also wrote a new poem about the Grinch's transformation. Be sure to listen for one or two things that you can take away from this episode. Now, let's both take hold and engage. The Grinch was a fictional character created by children's author Theodore Geisel. He wrote over 60 children's stories under the pen name Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss made a point in his children's books not to start his stories with a moral in mind. This was because kids could see the moral of a story coming a mile away. My guess is the moral gives the story some iconic sway. How the Grinch Stole Christmas was written in rhythmic verses about a grouchy creature that tried to take Christmas away. The Grinch did this by swiping gifts and decorations from the people of Whoville. The Grinch later realized that his goal did not result in the expected outcome. The book was originally published by Random House in 1957. The book criticized the commercialization of Christmas and the holiday season. Critics and families also found a parallel between the Grinch and the Charles Dickens Scrooge also. In this week's Rite of Passage Experiences, or Rope, I am talking about my experiences with How the Grinch Stole Christmas and the 1966 animated TV special left me with a fascination of language. Award-winning animation producer and director Chuck Jones collaborated with Dr. Seuss on the animated TV special. 
Chuck Jones directed many animated cartoons, including Warner Brothers characters like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. I remembered as a kid hearing the You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch song in the TV special. As a reminder, here is the song from the special. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole. Your brain is full of spiders. You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch. I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. You're a vile one, Mr. Grinch. You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. Given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the seasick crocodile. You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch. You're a nasty, wasty skunk. Your heart is full of unwashed socks. Your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch. The three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote, Stink, stank, stunk. You're a rotter, Mr. Grinch. You're the king of sinful socks. Your heart's a dead tomato splotched with moldy purple spots, Mr. Grinch. Your soul is an appalling dump heap, overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of deplorable rubbish imaginable, mangled up in tangled up knots. You nauseate me. Mr. Grinch, with a nauseous super nos. You're a crooked, jerky jockey, and you drive a crooked horse, Mr. Grinch. You're a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with arsenic sauce. I became fascinated by the rhythmic use of words in the song and the playfulness mixed with the seriousness. The rhyme I remember most as a kid was You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile. The, the contrasting imagery of a crocodile's tender sweetness and the termite's smile appealed to me like a banana. 
There were so many simple layers that I understood. But there were also more complicated layers that took years to understand. One of the things that took years to understand was the use of the literary meter. The literary meter measures words and works within the writing of the different poetry lines. The rhythm of the Dr. Seuss words had a musicality to them. That even went beyond the song. Almost the entire Grinch special had both rhyme and reason that often worked together. It surprised me. It astounded me. It amazed me. It worked almost magically. Words like puzzle pieces that fit or were twisted together. And it tickled my brain like a curious sound feather. Sometimes the words made complete sense. Then other words made an obtuse sentence. Here's a poem that I wrote recently that began with explaining the Grinch's surface monstrosity. The title is The Grinch Inferred and I wrote it on December 11th of this year, 2021. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. Your objective is to strangle Christmas with a tight attitude strapped cinch. Your words are sour like kraut. Your mischievous spider brain plots to steal the Whoville holiday spirit so they go without. You're a grizzly green Grinch hoping to make innocent residents flinch. You use an outfit Santa would wear to launch a sled in a doggedly, dastardly dare. With your teddy bear fuzzy features, you wanted to remove goodwill like a holiday cheer bleacher. You wanted to suppress joys. You wanted to silence energetic toys. Burning in a fireplace of anger that crackling destroys. Through the Whoville houses, you stripped all the Christmas flourishing fluff. The Grinch's personality was so jaded that it became sandpaper tough. And he took what became some black sooted stuff. But the community already appreciated that they had enough. The Grinch left behind what he thought was a bell-ringing body blow. He cynically waited for the town's despair to simply overflow. To his surprise, people valued the presence of others more than just plain monetary dough. The Grinch had become an infuriated green gringo.
the chill of his actions left him alone to isolate. The battle within his body finally set him straight. The pain he felt caused him to change course. Fueled by the flip of unexpected emotional remorse. The Grinch reversed himself and tapped into his scarce strength resource. With his pear-shaped green fur, he took back the presence and embraced what the people had to offer. The Grinch turned an important corner when he realized he was no longer a monster. The Grinch's food feast churned, and his heart positively burned. Around people, he eventually learned, discovering what his spirit ultimately yearned. Thank you for listening to the poem. Poetry Note The title, The Grinch Inferred, the title refers to the Grinch being in fur or in his own skin. Were there one or two things that you heard in this episode that you could learn from or lean into? There are more episode resources in the show notes. For listeners who have lasted this long, I will leave a present note. I will link a copy of the poem that I rhythmically wrote. Thank you for allowing me to be a voice inside your head. Please share this podcast with someone you know. Were there one or two specific things that you learned or liked? Would you mind joining and sharing it on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group? You can listen to the show on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thank you to the listeners who support the show on the Cerebral Podcast Facebook group. I invite you to join the group. You can also email the show at thecerebralpodcast at gmail.com or send questions, comments, or ideas for the show. And remember, it takes effort to be vulnerable, be accountable, and be respectful in the way you treat others and yourself. You can be the biggest variable in your life when you take ownership. Now, take hold, engage in your world. You are now leaving the Cerebral Podcast.